Welcome to the Point Podcast, a Breakpoint Sports production. We're back better than ever. I'm Jack Powers. With me, I have Nate Tubbs, as always. A lot of stuff to talk about in sports this week. Obviously, the NBA All-Star Game was a big disappointment. Womp womp. Um, Not much really to talk about there. Got a little Anthony Rendon stuff to talk about. That's always fun. MLB jersey stuff. And the college football playoffs actually becoming a little interesting. Mm. A little more interesting, Mm -hmm. I guess. And then when we hop into college basketball, we have some interesting statements by the great Rick Pitino um, over St. John's stuff. So a lot to get into today. Let's dive right into it, Tubbs. NBA All-Star Game. Let's go. Hey, give it up for round five. The All-Star Game, like... It definitely was a disappointment, but um, yeah, and I'm sure, like as you have consumed all of your sports media, you have seen nothing but uh, you know critical stuff about what was going on in the All Star Game. But uh, let's let's talk a bit about Stephen versus Curry because I think that was absolutely a a gem to come out of this this weekend. It was a diamond in the rough, and some people are still being uh, a bit critical of Sabrina. Jack, what's going on with that? I will say, if you were watching anything from the All-Star Game, that's what you turned on the TV to watch. That's what I turned on the TV to watch. That was amazing. I have no complaints. I don't understand where the criticism's coming from. Even though she lost, I think that she put up a performance that was respectable. She put up a number 26 that the best players in the three-point contest put up. Yep. Yes, Curry beat her, but it's Curry. It's Curry, the greatest three-point shooter of all time. And Sabrina was shooting from the NBA line. Respect. She started off hot, too. I remember on, I was going crazy on the edge of my seat. Yeah. If you can make Curry sweat, that's how you know like yeah. you, were, you were bringing something to the table. I think that was a win for basketball, especially a win for women's basketball. Um, I hope that was you know inspiring for everybody to see. But at its bottom line, that was just solid entertainment. It really was. It really was. And... I hope next year they continue this and add people to it. Absolutely. Caitlin Clark's a name that comes to my mind oh, yeah. immediately. Throw another NBA great three-point shooter in there. I think that that's golden right there. That is golden. We could uh, we could kick it old school, like bring back Ray Allen. Uh, I, yeah, I don't no, know. That's there, exactly what I was thinking, though. That'd be great. Absolutely. No, there's, uh, there's so much potential there. Um, you know, we would have liked to see more creativity out of the All-Star Week, but... You know, I guess it is a break for these players at the end of the day. And if that's what the culture uh, is right now, then, you know, all we can do is is talk about it afterwards. And and I have hope in Adam Silver. Come on. That's probably the greatest commissioner out of any pro sport Mm -hmm. that I can think of. yeah. He's going to fix it. He's going to fix it. Bar, the bar is low in terms <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we will see what happens in the future. I know they will be, you know, pushing the envelope. Oh, yeah. As you would expect. That's why we're not sitting here. Right. When you, everybody's talking about it already. You've heard it all before. So let's let's move on to a bit of MLB action. You know, the, Love it. The, the stove is it's kind of warm. We just had Tim Anderson move to uh, the Miami Marlins. That's a, that's a good move for them, in my opinion. But the biggest news to me is some comments made by Anthony Rendon. They were kind of Jokic-esque. And... Jack, why don't you walk us through what he said and uh, how you feel about it? Well, to start off, he was asked whether baseball was his priority, and he responded with, my priority is family and religion. 
baseball is not a priority. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Mm -hmm. But that makes me very upset. As a baseball, as a Mariners fan, that makes me upset. If I were an Angels fan, you're paying this guy loads of money for the past four or five years now. And he's only played not even a third of a season every year. Every year. And you just lost Shohei. You might be losing Mike Trout, even though he says he's going to stay. It's possible. So as an Angels fan, I'm sitting here, I go, okay, we lose this guy, we lose this guy. We've been unsuccessful for a while now. And our top, or the guy we're paying almost the most, most money after Trout says baseball isn't his priority. I, if I'm an Angels fan, I am livid. Yeah. I'm ab- livid. And, you know, somebody like Jokic, who kind of carries the same uh, attitude, you know, he's backing it up with the play. Exactly. And Anthony Rendon clearly is not. However, you know, as, uh, as a professional athlete, that's something that we as fans do not really understand the stress of. And he really has every right to prioritize what he wants to prioritize. Now, if it's a conversation of does he deserve as much money as he's making, I think he clearly does not in terms no. of stats and games played. But he does have every right to to feel this way. So I got to respect his, his candor in it, frankly. Uh, <laughs> he, he's willing to go on record saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, here's my thing. He has a seven-year deal, mm-hmm. $245 million. That's that's a lot of money. And, I mean, think about the player he was coming from the Nationals. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, here's the thing. He got his ring. Okay, so maybe baseball kind of fell off for him after that. A right. lot of guys, that's really their it goal happens. in life. Um, but he's basically, oh, okay, so this year he's supposed to get paid $38 million in base salary. And he got a $571,000 signing bonus. I'm not okay with that at all. I, the guy can't come out. You got to, even if baseball isn't your priority, you don't go out and you say that. I agree. You have to. You have to inspire your teammates. You have to yes. inspire your fans. So that's that's kind of disappointing. I think if I were Rendon, I would have said my priorities are family, religion, and baseball. Yeah, that, and all that in be, one sentence, not in order. Doesn't really matter. Just those three. Don't say it isn't though. Yeah. Especially when you're getting paid big bucks. I don't know, dude. You've played in. I'm looking at the stats right now. Let's see here. Games he's played while being with the Angels: 52 in season one, 2020. That was a shortened season, so that kind of makes sense. 2021 though: 58, 2022: 47, and 2023: 43 games. Yeah, he's barely playing a quarter of the season. That's definitely a problem. Do you think, though, that we hold these athletes on too high a pedestal, expecting them to have uh, their respective sport be their absolute priority in life? I think when you're making the money you do, I think it's it come, you're going to get that criticism. You're expected to perform. Yeah. I, I expect Julio Rodriguez, as a Mariners fan, to put up at least – a 270 season average you know an average bad average that that's just my opinion i mean i understand why people would say we shouldn't put them on that pedestal but if you're if you're making the money this is your job you know there's people with a lot more difficult jobs that have a lot more stressful and higher expectations to perform mm-hmm. you're if you're being paid to perform a 
baseball, you know, I, I think you should probably be trying to prioritize it. Yeah. We prioritize this. We we come on this every every morning at 9 a.m. We don't even <laughs> yes, get paid do. for it. We don't. Yeah, we we do it because we love it. And exactly. I'm not trying to say that he doesn't love baseball, but he he said himself that his priorities have definitely changed as he's gotten a wife and kids. I think uh, those of us who don't have a wife and kids maybe can't uh, relate no. to that just as much. But as a fan. You're absolutely right. Like you want your star players, the ones that are making the most money, the ones that have the highest expectations of them to be performing. And that's, yeah, that's not a ridiculous expectation to have of anybody. I agree. So in other news, uh, as you guys have probably seen, the MLB is changing their jerseys. And a lot of people, myself included, are not the biggest fans of it. It just does not make much sense, Jack. No, not at all. Um, you've seen pictures of, like, Verlander's name going all the way <laughs> down to his, like, lower back. Um, I don't know how that's even possible. There's a lot longer names out there than Verlander. Could you imagine, and I got to shout out Barney for this one, uh, what was his name? Saltiella, Saltia Makala? Yeah, that thing's going to go all the way. <laughs> it would be a full here. circle. Yeah. It, I, I don't even know. It's this deal. It's They're the, what's the name of them? The Nike Vapor Premier jerseys by Fanatics. So tech, they're still through Nike. Mm-hmm. Nike's kind of been notorious for a lot of criticism with uh, jerseys in general, especially the NBA. Yeah. A lot, you know. I don't think Nike's really keeping the tradition there of jerseys. I think that's what they've really gotten away from is they're trying to do something new. They're trying to be different. Um, new color schemes, all that. And you just just stick to the team's colors, stick to what that team's about, the culture. I think they're starting to get away from that a little. I don't like how the they're not like stitch patches anymore that kind of pop mm-hmm. off on mm-hmm. the jerseys if you buy them. They're the, the flat feel, like a like iron-on. Iron-on type thing. Um, they just don't. I think in general we're we're losing that sense of craftsmanship. And yeah. uh, here in this article, it says that the MLBPA, the Players Association, like these players, they're not even a fan of it. Like, yeah. you know, if it comes down to that, you definitely have a problem on your hands. I wanted to to ask how you feel about the City Connect uniforms because, frankly, I'm a fan of. Some of them, mm-hmm. but some of them are just like bold for the sake of bold. Yeah, and that that's why I'll say, well, you know, I'll say that Nike is trying to push something that's not really there, and you know they've done really good with some teams. The Padres, I think, were great. Oh, I mean, look, them. you're wearing their, their the the hat, but there's just some teams that it, I don't know what they're trying. The Mariners were okay, the tops. I didn't. I don't know why the black pants became involved. Mm. Um, yeah, they look like it was pajamas. a tribute to the Negro Leagues, but okay, and the old Seattle Pilots way back. But it didn't. You got to make them still look good. <laughs> yeah, I I think they put good effort into respecting the heritage, but there were some just like clear omissions yeah. for some of these these jerseys. I think of like the Pirates. There's oh, so much yeah. potential, like such cool iconography, one of the best stadiums in baseball, and their City Connect totally falls short. So I don't know if it boils down to the wrong people in charge of this, um, but this is definitely something that if you vet 
through the fans, yeah, they will have good input if it's something really cool. I would look in the Instagram comments, yeah. and there's much better ideas in there oh, than yeah. the ones that were executed on a professional What's level. What's scary is Rob Manfred supports the jerseys and defended yes. them. And then you got Acuna coming out and defending them and saying they feel cool, they, they're nice because – you know, it's easier to move around in them. Mm. I mean, if that's the case, yeah, that's great for the players. But, yeah. But you got see-through pants on some <laughs> dude. Like, I don't know. Some Magic Mike MLB action. That's exactly. Like, what, <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, Is it a fashion show? Now? I don't know. I just think Nike's trying um, a little too hard. I think they're doing great, but I think they, tr- they try too hard with some teams to yeah. be different. You know, I, I look back at some of the NBA jerseys of old and oh, yeah. and also like the, the NBA logos. I know the, the that Nike doesn't have control over that, but I think generally speaking, we are moving away from an era of like creativity. And now like these these bold decisions that are being made are almost being made just to try to get attention, not because yeah. it's an actual creative vision. It's just because they want people to talk about it. Exactly. I don't really agree with that, but hey, here we are talking about it. Exactly. They got us already. <laughs> they got us. All right, let's talk about the college football playoffs. I think it's a fun conversation to have, even though the season's really far in advance. Yeah. Um, but the 12 team playoff, um, are you supportive of that? Yeah, I think it's absolutely necessary um, in terms of entertainment value. I think the the fourteen playoff, especially this last season, you know the teams that really were on the precipice of making it that didn't. That level of frustration is not worth keeping it at four, bumping it up to twelve. That's a net positive in my opinion. Yeah, and I always had an issue with bowl games. I I never really saw the purpose. I get they're kind of like a nice trip for uh, the teams to make at the end of their season, but I think this will keep that competitive spirit alive. It'll keep players from sitting out because of NFL draft possibilities. Yeah, give me a break with yeah. that. So this will be great. I think the 12 teams will also incl- make the um, teams that you wouldn't really see make it, make it. Liberty last year would have made it as an undefeated team. Mm-hmm. It's a chance for our own Aztecs to even make it. Who knows? You never know if they have not, you know, a great season. But I think that's great. And then they're even talking about making it 14 team uh, in 2026. So... They actually just voted on it. So I think uh, this will be great. I think the automatic qualifiers, too, with the conference winners is beautiful. That's how it should be. It's kind of like March Madness. Um, So, yeah, I I love this for college football. I think in general with the NIL thing, too, it'll just – it'll help keep that competitive spirit alive and also bring more attention to college football at the end of the season. I mean, I kind of saw where where you're going to go with this question, but do you think it takes away from – some of the historic value of bowl games. I know some of them are very commercialized at this yeah. point, but there is a level of history and tradition to those games. Yeah. The, the ones that come to mind, Cotton Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Rose, Rose bowl. bowl. Yeah. Those, but they're going to keep them yeah. uh, in, the playoff, in that playoff format just like they do now. So I don't think it will necessarily take away from it, and they'll probably switch off which one's the championship like they do now. Oh, okay. Um, but... I just think when you have the Reese's Pop-Tart tire bowl. <laughs> hey, that one was fun. The Pop-Tart was lit, <laughs> but, but it's these names and these sponsors that they, it's, they're pushing really hard to yeah. make something happen. That 
And I mean, they got to make their money, I suppose. But yeah, it does get kind of just lame at yeah, some point. And I'm sure there'll still be bowl games for the teams that don't make this. That's not going to go away. But yeah, it'll I, it honestly will probably help those middle ones that aren't playoff, the playoff bowls, but they're still those high caliber teams yeah. in them. So I love the idea of an underdog team. And when it's the college football playoff as of right now, there is no real room for an underdog. Like the four seed yeah. is kind of an underdog at that point. Like the power imbalance of the one and two seeds is so heavy. Like you're just expecting them to be in the final. But when you have 12 teams when you have more rounds there's more opportunities for these storylines to exactly. develop and i think that's what's most exciting to come it up allows with. for teams other than georgia bama yes thank goodness oh who's the other ones i'm missing clemson ohio state michigan you'll keep them they'll keep them on their toes <laughs> speaking of michigan this is a little a little sidebar did you see the video their their pitcher he had glue in his in his glove he got busted and it was i glue. did not see yes that. and he it, like he was kind of he was fiddling around with it and uh that's a new one <laughs> i it, there's more to come out on that but all i was seeing is just another case of michigan cheating <laughs> very interesting yeah they're not going down a bad. They're not going down a good path. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's just part of the. Our goal. bog left for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as a Chargers fan, I'm I'm here for it. Exactly. I'm, I'm more than ready for that. Exactly. Well, let's move on now to college basketball. A lot of upsets. A lot of interesting things going on. First off, St. John's. They're 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 on, they're one of those teams that can possibly make the tournament this year. Mm-hmm. That's why I really want to focus on it. Rick Patino in a press conference kind of, you know, crapped on his team. Um, how do you feel about that? As a, if you were a player, how, how does that make you feel? This is a figure as a player that you definitely look up to in Rick Patino. Yeah. And to, to get knocked down a few pegs, maybe it's what you need. Maybe it's what you need because some people just aren't ready to take a level of criticism like that. So are you going to back it up with your play or are you going to complain? And that's really what this boils down to, in my opinion, because sometimes you're going to get served these big losses. It happens. Yeah. You got to bounce back. Exactly. And he literally said that this is the most unenjoyable team he's ever touched. (laughs) You got to start proving people wrong. And, and they asked him about certain players and responded slow laterally. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about this guy? Slow laterally. What about Brady Dunlap? Uh, physically weak. <laughs> like, dude, you can't be saying that about your players even if you actually think that because it's only going to hurt their egos. Yeah. I will say, though, I think it's probably more difficult to coach in this, this generation of players, which does probably factor in. He's an older guy, probably has older viewpoints on how mm-hmm. to coach. And it's probably hard to connect with them right now. Yeah, that's a great point. And there is a lot of disconnect between the old basketball world and the new basketball world. So many people call it a soft league, and that has its merits. In this college basketball realm, though, I don't know. You're going to be looked at critically. And if you are not playing well, shoot, you're going to get called out for it. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I think this goes into another conversation, and there was the Incarnate Ward and Texas A&M Commerce brawl that happened this past week. 
that's an example of players taking out their anger on the other team. This yeah. was this was after the game was finished and they were right. clapping hands, whatever. But I think this there, there's a bigger picture to this, and that bigger picture, in my opinion, is not respecting. Absolutely. The, the respect has been lost by this younger generation of mm-hmm. athletes. It's really That's sad, too. Like, we've had such good role models, I feel like, in terms of respect. I mean, Kobe Bryant is the yeah. first name that, that comes to mind, and I think he would be appalled to see the way this generation treats the game. Now, fights happen, skirmishes happen, uh, rivalries happen, but the respect for the game has to be maintained, and to see that kind of erode is disappointing. Yeah, and I'm, I, I kind of think this stems from an issue of having bad coaches through, through your life. I've had yeah. bad coaches. Everybody's had an experience with a bad coach. They take away your love for the game. They take away from that just that passion. These two teams that got in the brawl, Incarnate Warden, Texas A&M Commerce, they're on the bottom of their conference. Yeah. Bottom two teams. They're frustrated. That, that's, that, I got to look at the coach. Absolutely. In any sense of leadership, when there is a failure that happens, you know, you look at the, you want to look at the individual performances, but just as you're saying, the coaching, the, the culture, like what happens that led up to this failure, that's what needs to be looked at. Yeah. And I think we're looking a lot more at this fight because it's sensational, but it does play into this bigger story that we just need cultures that respect the game, that instill respect within themselves. And, you know, leadership happens from within. If you set a good example, it'll be followed. Exactly. And you're not really seeing that conversation being talked about. So do you think this is good leadership out of Patino in saying this? Like, is this something that should have been handled internally if he has something to say? Should you be talking to the New York Post about it or should you be talking to your players about it directly? I think there. it depends. We don't know what he's already talked to his players about. I'm That's sure true. he's called out his players in practice for doing stuff wrong. I'm sure he's got on their, you know, their, their butts. But the thing is, is... You can't go to the media about that. St. John's is actually having a good year mm-hmm. in a tough Big East conference with Marquette, Creighton, and UConn. <laughs> I I don't really know why this came from him when you're a March Madness team. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's trying to get more motivation out of them. But personally, that, that's not how you'd motivate a lot yeah. of me or a lot of people, I'm sure. Losing your cool like this, that's a sign of defeat. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, while these comments are warranted, if they, if they aren't playing good, you can get called out on it. But in his position, you have to inspire leadership a lot better than this. Oh, yeah. I, you represent all of St. John's men's basketball. Yes. All of it. Even the people who think differently than him. It's like the president. What he says, the world's going to think we all think. Yeah. Your leaders, uh, you know, they, they represent you. Yeah. And you want and expect the best out of your leaders, and they expect the yeah. best out of you. So If I'm a St. John's fan, I probably think, well, our season's over. <laughs> like, Yeah. Is that the type of thing a, a team ready to go deep in March Madness says? No. That's why they'll probably be a first-round 
bouncer. Right. Now, it was a, a tough week for us in terms of uh, our picks. Yeah. But we had, uh, we had some great games last week. <laughs> there we had, was. Um, let's talk, there was already upsets this week to start. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Starting back on Monday. Houston outlast Iowa. So I, not an upset, but that was a great game. Creighton embarrassed UConn. Yeah. This is after we both picked UConn, or Marquette to beat UConn, and <laughs> UConn beat them by 40. UConn beat them by 40 and put the whole nation on watch and goes, okay, yeah. they're probably repeating. <laughs> oh, wait a sec. Creighton just comes out and beats them by, I don't know what it was, 25, 30. Like, what? Tommy, if you're listening out there, man, your, oh, your guys uh, look good. If they play like that, I mean, they, they, they were hucking it up from wherever, and it was falling. Yeah. It was, it was so much fun to watch. Those those highlights were they were just comical yeah. at one point. I will say this: the our breakpoint ranking system has UConn this week at three. Everybody in the country had UConn at one. I go, oh, maybe the model's not right. <laughs> what are we doing? We look like idiots. I put the post up. I felt like an idiot. Oh my gosh, they just got embarrassed by Creighton. Yeah. I feel so much better having Purdue and Houston above them now. But we trust in the algorithm we trusted we trusted i i felt really bad putting it out because i thought great or yukon was a number one team but so this marks a a long stretch of struggles for yukon playing ranked opponents on the road yeah that's something like of course their their standard is winning their standard is. is winning but that is a very concerning loss this late into the season oh 100 it's it's concerning but We'll see. I mean, they're still gonna maybe be. they were tired from putting on such a performance on Marquette. You know what? It is exhausting just when every single one of their shots goes in. Oh, yeah. I mean, there there was a few minutes left in the game, and they they were shooting like fifty percent overall. Yeah. Like, I mean, Creighton has shooters. I'll yeah. say that. But so does UConn. So does UConn. <laughs> Very true. Uh, another, some other upsets. Illinois got upset by Penn State last night, 90-89 on free throws at the end. Tough loss for Illinois. Not too bad, though. They'll, they'll bounce back. Yeah. Um, Kentucky lost again to LSU. Why is the AP poll still ranking them? I don't really understand. Maybe they're just trying to make us mad. Who knows? Kentucky and the breakpoint ranking system is 42nd. That is a statistical-based ranking. Our, our system, mm-hmm. is, I'd say, pretty accurate. It, it's based off stats. We don't vote on our rankings here. We don't vote. No. Kentucky is ranked 42nd in ours. Gonzaga is not even ranked in ours. Gonzaga is 38th in ours. But the AP poll just loves to vote on these teams. Yeah, these storied programs, they definitely you know, get looked at through rose tinted glasses, you know, they want to be boosted up because they have large fan bases. They are kind of expected to be ranked, especially Kentucky. I oh, mean, yeah. they, you know, think about their history. Uh, to see them not ranked would be pretty strange. But yeah, uh, yeah, that kind of speaks to are the right teams there. I think you just got to keep ranking know, FAU like <laughs> you, you just got to keep Tuning into uh, the Breakpoint podcast to get the the yeah. raw. Check out our Instagram too. We put the top twenty five up every Monday. Very different than the AP poll every week. Somewhat different at least. So yeah, you'll you'll find the discrepancies in their their systems. I agree. That's why we love stats. We love stats. All right, let's get into the college basketball pick. 
Beckham with Tubbs and I. Oh yeah. Last week, Tubbs wins again. I'm, I'm went, going hard. I'm going went hard. You 14 and seven. I went 12 and nine. You're sitting at a 32 and 18 record. I'm sitting at a 37 and 23 record. I got some catching up to do. That's for sure. Hopefully this week, yeah. Yeah, I'm OB. liking the slate though. I'm liking the slate. The slate's pretty pretty impressive. Um, I say we just start with the the 25 ranked team and work our way up. Okay. So right off the bat, 25 BYU, Kansas State. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. I took Kansas State last time when they were at BYU, and they they. Oof, I don't know. Uh, you know, in Kansas State, I'm sorry. They're getting handed an L. Give me BYU. I'm taking K-State. You got you to gotta make up the I've ground I've liked somehow. them ever since the tournament last year. I'm sorry. You got to make up this ground somehow. <laughs> All right, Vanderbilt versus 24 Florida. Florida just lost an OT to Alabama. They're hungry. They're Gators hungry. are hungry. Gators. Give us the Gators. 23, Texas Tech versus UCF. I'll take Tech. I'll take Tech, too. They're an interesting team. They keep coming in and out of that ranking. Um, Colorado State versus UNLV. Mm-hmm. Colorado State just lost, lost last night to New Mexico. We didn't talk about that. but Yeah, and I think they're going to lose again. <laughs> really? UNLV. I don't know. It's just that Mountain West thing. I'm going to take Colorado State. I think it's, it's like it's w- such a win one, flip. lose one. It's so. such a coin flip. Up next, my Washington State. Versus Arizona State. Give me Washington State. Yeah. Washington State's yeah. hot. By the way, they play Zona today okay. as we're filming. Ooh. So I got a little confused as I said that because I knew they were playing Arizona. But, yes, Arizona State, they play on the weekend. But I'm hyped for tonight at 8 o'clock. Wazoo being ranked for the first time in a long time. <laughs> well, 21. Um, yeah. Can you do something? <laughs> Our Aztecs, 19, taking on Fresno State this weekend. Yeah, this is a game SCSU, and we say this every time. Especially on the road, they need to win this game. We'll talk about it more on the point SDSU. (laughs) Give me SDSU. SDSU. Um, 20, South Carolina versus Ole Miss. South Carolina slipping a little. Yeah, I think they'll catch their footing, though. Yep, South Carolina for me, too. All right, another San Diego team taking on St. Mary's in the West Coast Conference. A rare USD reference, but they're unfortunately going to get blown out. St. Mary's still undefeated in the WCC. Give me St. Mary's. All right, Creighton, red hot versus Rick Patino's St. John's. (laughs) Uh, That's so fitting. You know, yeah, you would just be stupid to not. Yeah, I got to take Creighton. Yeah. I have to. Rick Pitino might come out and say some more comments after that one. I love it. Auburn, number 14 Auburn now versus Georgia. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to roll Auburn here. I'm going to play it safe. I'm sorry. I'm rolling Auburn. They're, they're nice. They are. They're smooth. Ooh, another – well, up to public opinion on yeah. this, if this is a good matchup. But Alabama versus Kentucky – Give me Bama. Roll, roll Tide. I ha- I have to roll Tide. I just <laughs> I just literally told everybody that Kentucky should not be yeah. ranked. I can't, I can't I can't have them winning this game. Um, yeah, and I'm probably going to be wrong. Um, Iowa taking on Illinois. You just lost Penn State. Yeah, I think it's going to be Illinois. I got Illinois too. Every time I take Iowa, they always seem mm-hmm. to lose. So, number ten, North Carolina versus Virginia, who just slipped out of the rankings. Yeah, I got the Tar Heels. I, I'm gonna go Virginia here. 
Really? I think they they got the home. They just bound. got blown out by VTech. Oh. Blown I'm, out. I'm, I'm still I'm still rolling Virginia, and right. I think this one might surprise you. Okay. I mean, you you have the better record than me. <laughs> All right. Now also, we got. We, I got to give you some opportunities to catch up too. Okay. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Texas versus number nine Kansas. Yeah, rock chalk. Mm, I got Kansas. I got Kansas. All right, number eight, Duke versus Wake Forest. Yeah, I'm going to go with Duke here. I'm going to go Wake Forest. That's fair. Because Hunter Salas, if people don't know, he's a dog over there. Now, you've been... Uh... I've been on Wake Forest. I think they're going to make the tournament, and they need this win. They lost at Duke recently, mm. and I took Wake Forest against then. I took the Wake Forest then. I got to, I got to ride them again if yeah. they didn't win last they're, time. They're bound to take one of these ranked bouts. I hope so. Uh, Xavier taking on Marquette. I love these two teams. I, I do. do too. I'm I'm rocking with Marquette though. Yeah, give me the Golden Eagles. They need they got to win. West Virginia taking on Iowa State. Just lost to Houston. Yeah, I think it's Iowa State. It's a Cyclones day. Texas A&M versus number five Tennessee. Also kind of an exciting matchup. Texas A&M killed Tennessee last time, a couple weeks ago. They did. Killed. I think that gives Tennessee a lot of room uh, to prepare, though. So I'm going to rock with the Vols. I'll I'll take Tennessee. I'll take Tennessee. I do think Tennessee. There's a little uh, hesitancy. Yeah, I think Texas A&M might put up a good game. I'm going to be really mad if I'm wrong on that. It's not too late to, to change your nah, pick. I gotta I gotta lock in Tennessee. I gotta okay. lock them in. Okay. U Dub the Huskies taking on Arizona. Yeah, I like I like rolling with Zona, and they're uh, they're they're backing it up. So I'm rolling with Zona because I think they're gonna lose uh, tonight against Wazoo. There so you go. They're gonna need the win, and I don't like the Huskies. No, I, I like that. All right, Purdue number three taking on Michigan. Yeah, I'm. I'm just Purdue, gonna, yeah. Purdue recently lost, actually. and that's kind of why I'm gonna rock with Purdue. It, yeah. it, like that that loss it was on the road. Yeah, and it was one of those like it, you could tell they were frustrated. Yeah, you can tell they were frustrated. So I, I think they're gonna come back. They'll bounce the, back. Yeah. All right, another ranked matchup. Houston has a lot of teams to take on this week. Houston taking on Baylor now after beating Iowa State. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, it's a, it's about time for the Bears. It's about time. I and it's also about mm-hmm. time for Houston to uh, catch a little stray here. So I'm rocking Baylor. I think Houston's still out to prove after all the hate at the start of the year. So I'm taking Houston. Now you got Nova versus the unanimous number one UConn. Unanimous. Uh, they, that's what they were in the AP poll. After and then they got crushed. Of course. <laughs> you know what? I I like Nova. I do. Nova, you think UConn's gonna lose twice in a but week? oh, it's gotta be UConn. Okay, <laughs> I like UConn too. Yeah, that, that would be uh, the the crackhead lock of the day. <laughs> All right, well that's the point show. That was a good one. We talked about the NBA All Star game a little bit, more specifically Sabrina versus Curry, Anthony Rendon's comments, the MLB jersey issue, and the college football playoffs. Finally becoming a little competitive there we go that'll do it thank you for listening to the point 
Episode I'm Jack Fowler. Episode five. Episode We're five. We're rolling. We're rolling. And thank you all for tuning in, showing your consistent support on the Instagram. And uh, yeah, we will catch you on the next one. Catch ya.